Hello, and welcome to the show Gold Squadron Gays. It's the podcast where two Star Wars-loving gays break down each episode of their favorite Star Wars TV shows, while also being gay as hell. I'm your host, Bradley Brower. And I'm Charles Rogers. And I was so excited today because we had the return of the gay Starbucks drink. But I drank the entire thing during the pre-meeting because it was 45 minutes long. So I was like, I was going to be like, oh yeah, I actually have, because for the last few weeks, I haven't been able to justify the expense when I have coffee at home. And this week I was like, oh, I found out when my contract start date is for the six month gig. I can afford to go down and spend five bucks on coffee. And then I drank the whole thing. So (laughs) I just have a thing of ice now. I'm a disappointment, but then most tops are. I'm sure uh, Starbucks's ice is just as good as their drink, so. Sort of an ice strawberry mush. Mush. (laughs) A mush that I'll be periodically sipping. Mm -hmm. Before we get started, uh, just a few things. Not as many as last time. Some housekeeping. Some housekeeping. I want to preemptively apologize. My sound is going to get progressively worse over the next two weeks. You can probably already hear it. I'm in the process of moving. So the books are already gone in my apartment. The paintings are, are and photos and things are already gone. So you can probably already hear a little bit of an echo in the background. It's gonna be worse next week. I'm doing my best, but I wanna preemptively apologize for that. After the first, second week of July, sounds gonna get a lot better, but that's what's going on. Before you come at me on Twitter and be like, why is your sound like that? Why is your sound like I'm. It's because I'm moving. And as Bradley and I have demonstrated, we will get these fucking episodes out. We'll get them. It just we'll get they them. might not be great, but they'll come they out. might not be great, but they're coming out. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I'm also continuing my Pride Month check out a different podcast that I was just made aware of its existence and shout it out. This week, I listened to a little bit of Dark Side Divas. Now, because of the nature of my week, didn't get to listen to as much of it as I wanted to. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, the contract gig is going to keep me on I-10 for the majority of my life. So I'll be able to like go in and really catch up on some of these podcasts. But that was the one I listened to. Their thing is interesting Mm -hmm. because I thought they were covering star wars tv yes i was wrong Ooh, what do they cover when i actually went in and started listening to the episodes do you remember last week when i said oh i should pick a year and like just re-watch read game everything from star wars in chronological order yeah like from the 70s to like whenever no it's like from from phantom well i guess from the high republic now oh i see the rise of skywalker i say i see that's what they're doing for visual media. So like when I did when I did my big rewatch leading up to Rise of Skywalker, they're doing that. So they started with Phantom Menace. They're only doing TV and movies. They started with Phantom Menace. They're now into the Clone Wars, but that is what they're doing. Oh, fascinating. Yeah, it's, it's really neat. Uh, like I mentioned last time, one of the co-hosts is actually local to where I live, which was kind of cool. Um, definitely going to be listening to more of them mm-hmm. uh, just because I find the concept fascinating. They're very similar in style to us, uh, where it's two people and they talk about the episode 
And they're both or whatever it is. Like <laughs> uh, one of them <laughs> is a woman. Uh, I don't think any of the content I saw expressed any particular sexuality. The other is a gay man who is local here to where I, I live. Love that. So they're neat. Check them out. Uh, for my final one, I'm not going to stop listening to different podcasts, but I am going to stop doing the week. I see, I see. Week to week, trying a different one. I'm actually going to go back and try to listen to substantial episodes of some of these. There's one that their Twitter account is extremely active, and it is 90% shipping Thrawn and Eli. <laughs> so I went, ah, yes, I absolutely must check this out. Yes. They are called, I, this is the most amazing name for a podcast. Rupalp's Pod Race is who I'm going to be listening to this week. Gotcha. We're going to see if, if their episodes contain as much Thrawn and Eli content as their, as their Twitter tweet. account does. But oh boy, do I love their Twitter account. Okay. I don't mind it. I, I, it's definitely a creative name. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Like I saw that I was like, that is the most amazing name for a podcast. I was say, I wait, wait, wait till Thrawn shows up in the Ahsoka show and then they're going to really have a time. <laughs> oh, that's going to be, that's going to be exciting to listen to when yeah. he shows up in live action. They better do live action right. Well, I would hope, right. I mean, I would all hope the Thrawn, they would. All the Thrawn obsessed people out there are going to be watching them like a hawk, including yeah. us. Yeah, it's going to be one of those things where you're like, if they don't do this correctly, I'm boycotting Star Wars forever. Disney Star Wars is bad now. <laughs> yep, can't can't watch now. it anymore because can't you didn't watch it. You didn't pick a super hottie to be Thrawn. So I've heard some interesting names thrown around. I don't know why they don't just, and they might do this. Random yeah. speculation for a minute. They might just cast Lars Mikkelsen in yeah. the part who voiced him in Star Wars Rebels. It would make sense. I just don't like double casting in live action Star Wars. I I do don't like it. it I don't like it. Sense like Katie yeah, but Sackoff, that was Katie fine. It's just perfect. Well, that's because she's playing the same character. That's fine. When you say you don't like double casting, you mean you don't like casting somebody different? No, no, no. I mean, like, because he was he not in um, Rogue One as Daddy? No. Oh, you're making the common mistake that everyone makes. So who's that then? Galen Urso is Mads Mikkelsen, who is Shut. Lars Mikkelsen's brother. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm it's so true. stupid. Okay, they well are, then they are brothers. And they are both great actors. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I was getting my Mickelsons mixed up. The sons getting, of Nick, I'm getting mixed up. Um, you're okay, getting so. them uh, mixed. Listen up. Oh well, no, that's different. If okay, if they're different people, then I, different I don't mind people. that. Oh, okay, that's totally fine. I thought he played Galen Urso, and he also voiced Thrawn. And then in that case, no. I would say no, you cannot do a live action and a cartoon, and then do another live action. But if he has only done the one no. voice, then that's totally fine. He can do the same character live action. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, that that's sense. what I was saying. Is they should cast the voice actor. Oh, oh, then fine. Go for it. I mean, I was just kind of hoping for more like a, you know, like a Michael Fassbender kind of younger kind of guy. I mean, well, not so young that he's not a daddy, but like daddy enough to be like. On, yeah. 
depends on how chess age we have to put a massive pen in this because if we start going off yeah on you're, right, you're right thing, you're right you're right you're right there's enough to talk about for hours there's enough to talk about in this episode alone so maybe if we have a gap in our like <laughs> we'll just do a thrawn at episode. some point in 2022 we'll just do a thrawn episode one whole thrawn episode i love it we did get a mid-season trailer for the bad batch i wanted to mention it yeah I watched 90% it. Percent of the new content was in this episode, so it's not worth opining on. Yeah, I, I watched it. I was like, I don't recognize anything new-ish. So there's there's like one thing where I guess shots of clones on what we assume to be Ord Mantell, almost kind of like rolling up with their ATTs. That's the only thing that wasn't in this episode. Yeah, we and that's probably from like. Yeah, I don't care. I'm not we like, could have speculated on stuff, but like again, most yeah. of it is answered in this literally this upcoming. Right. Episode. Alrighty. Bring on the Bane. Yes. Daddy Bane. <laughs> so this episode is called Bounty Lost. Uh the thumbnail spoils the twist ending. Oh, um, see, I, I purposely did not go the through the banner this yeah. time. So the thumbnail for this one has Cad Bane on it, which spoils that he shows up at the end of the last one. Right. I guess they decided a week it, was enough time. Everybody knows that Cad Bane shows up in the show now. Did they give him a poster on uh, the Instagram? They did account? give him a poster on Instagram. So then it's over. It, they then don't it's care over. anymore. Haven't seen as much clickbait because Loki is coming out. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, I don't. And see that's dominating most of the clickbait currently that's so dominating have, most of their feed too on their instagram a healthy breathe <laughs> yeah of less star wars antagonistic clickbait but considering some of the stuff that's revealed in this episode i expect it to be back within a day or two. Oh yeah it's coming because we have so much to consider with we this. have so much to reveal but we open with an escape a dramatic escape from braca the bad batch is being pursued Crosshair is behind them, may or may not be flying. He's in the co-pilot's seat. In yeah, the I, ship. I, I just assumed he was flying it. I mean, I guess it he they could have a pilot. He was just gunning or something. But like, he does talk to like a pilot, but it's unclear whether or not he's what he's contributing to this. I see. Beyond, he's got his wrapped up in his bandages, and he's all burned out. Uh huh. Yeah, we don't have a post, like, he hasn't gotten fixed yet, you know what I mean? Air quotes. Um, so we don't know if that's going to mean anything or if he suffered any kind of long-term kind of visual damage, so we don't know yet. We're Yeah, we'll, we'll see where it's coming up later on. They're keeping it a mystery for now. Uh, with this scene, they escape, and they have no idea where the bounty hunter is. Right. And Hunter makes the decision to go ahead and jump to light speed i did find it interesting that wrecker was in the gunner seat that was fun yeah i was i yeah you can kind of think like what are they all doing in this firefight right like so you have clearly tech is the one driving or echo or echo, echo is driving appears to be driving right tech is the one who's like uh i'm trying to make the calculations <laughs> to jump right now and then wrecker's hunter like, is injured and it yeah. seems like hunter is normally in the gunner's position but because mm. he was injured Gotcha. Wrecker probably did it. We head over to Cad Bane's ship. 
Now, I thought this was different, so I went and did some research. Yes. The ship he uses in the Clone Wars is called the Xanadu Blood. That is not this ship. This ship is called the Justifier. It was originally designed for the unfinished bounty hunter arc of the Clone Wars mm. and was then used here. And in a minute, we will talk about how canon that arc is. Okay, because when we get to it, I've watched the video today. You've watched the video today? Yeah, because I think somebody posted it very recently. The It's like a rough animation of the Correct. scene. Correct, of, so. of the actual duel that yeah. they showed at Celebration one year. Yeah. Omega uh, is in the cell. <laughs> Togo yeah. shows up and is like... <laughs> uh, we have taken and hidden your communication device. <laughs> I love him so much. Then Cad Bane shows up and Cad Bane, there's a sequence where he pull, takes his hat off uh -huh. and you can see kind of a head plate mm. that's like grafted onto his head. The interesting thing is, I think it was meant to be that he was supposed to be impl implied to have been killed in that bounty hunter arc gotcha and they've now said that he survived it and the plate is from his duel with boba fett did that's canon apparently they did fight right uh, they both shot each other in the head cad bane actually took the blow to the head boba fett just got his helmet dented Gotcha. Yeah, because I watched the little animation and they sh they specifically linger on the helmet with the dent in it, but then they don't show you what happens to Cad Bane. He just kind of, it just kind of like fades out. They're just like, oh, he's just lying there on the ground. And then it's like, okay. So I think the implication was supposed to be that he died. Right. Like that was supposed to be. Yeah, like if, over or something. If it was a different character or a different creative lead or a property that was getting more attention from the mainstream. I can guarantee you, and this was my first thought when I saw that, that there would have been absolute screaming from certain sectors about, they're retconning the Clone Wars. They're <laughs> retconning it out of the zone. <laughs> why do you retcon everything? Right. Yeah. Like that was the first thing I immediately thought was, oh Lord, we would have had to hear that forever. Forever. <laughs> I mean, I like how he, well, one, I, I just appreciate that he's still alive regardless. I didn't even know he quote unquote died in the show. Cause I just assumed they just kind of like forgot about his storyline. And then it was like, whatever. Um, and the show got canceled. So it was like, oh, well, he's just kind of ambiguously somewhere out in the galaxy. But um, that was at least my headcanon. And then, now he's back and we know that because every time he appears on screen they play some kind of western jingle because <laughs> he's very good bad and the ugly inspired like he's very clint eastwood inspired i love his music by the way like when he does show up and he kind of comes downstairs <laughs> to talk to them it's like they his, just start playing that music and it's so funny the kiners are doing i think it's it's the kiners primarily are doing the music for this who are absolutely fantastic brother brother composer team right they did clone wars i believe they did rebels they do the music for extra history um mm -hmm. which is a history youtube series i'm quite fond of they're fantastic composers but yes yeah, so cad bane apparently did have his duel with boba 
it did not kill him as we suspected that it did. Nice. He contacts Lama Sue. Lama Sue was apparently who hired him. Mm-hmm. I found it interesting that he he asked for unmarked credits in light of the revelations earlier in the series that they're exchanging old currency out for imperial money. Yeah, he's I, still asking for unmarked credits. That is weird, right? Now wait, kinda, unmarked, what kind of unmarked credits though? Like that's not imperial credits, right? That's just some random. That would like, be re- I I assumed it was republic credits or but unmarked credits might be like that could just be anything. Like a kind of like asking for literal gold bars, maybe that unmarked mm. credits can be exchanged for different types of currency. Maybe, maybe. Because we see them. I need later to know how the, the economic episode. systems of a galaxy. We do, and they are in fact unmarked, and they look like the credits that Sid is paying. So right. maybe it's like an underworld. Maybe underworld, the underworld uses unmarked credits. Right. It's I know it's a reference to. Yeah, Bitcoin. I know it's a reference to unmarked bills. Oh, I thought it was a reference. But to now I'm curious how it works. It is. It is not. It is a reference to unmarked bills. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I.e., bills that can't be traced. It might be the does. Does a galaxy far, far away have Bitcoin? I mean, if they have lobster people that uh, are red, even though they're not cooked, I'm going to go with yes. What is cri- what is cryptocurrency in a galaxy? This is another potential episode we need to do. That's Charles analyzes the economic systems of a galaxy far, far away for 50 minutes. That sounds like a 50-minute YouTube video that somebody wants to click on because they're curious, but then halfway through the video, they're like, why is there so many ads in this video? I don't want to watch this anymore. And then they click out of it. I might repurpose this for content <laughs> registered trademark later on. Ooh. Anyway, what does Lama Su have to say about these? So Lama Su says, bring, bring in the asset alive. Right. Bring in Omega alive. It is Omega that they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, fairly obviously. Cad Bane says, send somebody to the original, this old play, or send somebody to the rendezvous point. We find out where it is later. We cut to a scene of it's uh, Lama Su, Nala Se, and Tan Wi. Love a good Tanwi. Love a good Tanwi. <laughs> I I don't know. This will be the one thing. I told you in the pre-meeting, we're going to find the one thing I didn't research. Oh, if she was the same voice actor. Well, that and uh, whether or not she showed up in Clone Wars, because I don't think she showed up in Clone Wars. I don't think she did. I don't recall at all. Now, to be fair, I don't, I don't remember, remember most of Clone Wars, so it's fine. Because well, I was somebody. Randomly- Somebody needs to listen to Dark Side Divas then. Yeah, clearly, because I, I remember nothing from Clone Wars because I literally, uh, YouTube has been recommending me, you know, Cad Bane stuff because of obvious reasons, like Disney's yeah. like somehow putting out that algorithm. And there's some random scene where it's Cad Bane fights Obi-Wan Kenobi and then Asaz Ventress's lover, supposedly. Uh, and then he steals one of their lightsabers and he uses it for a second. I'm like, I do not remember this at all. Uh, yeah, it was one of his first appearances. Yeah, I was like, I don't Obi-Wan recall that Voss. at all. Why? I just double checked and uh, it looks like, no, she did not appear in Attack of the Clone. She first appeared in Attack of the Clone. She did not appear in the Clone Wars at all. Got it. Okay. Um, missed opportunity, but fine. Missed opportunity. <laughs> Didn't look uh, up if it, it was the fine. same. I like it. I like that she's wasn't in it because I guess it was one of those like, 
there's no reason for her to be here. So why shoehorn her in for nothing? We had a section that we cut out. We didn't want to go on forever about Tanwi, but I looked it up and yes, it is the same voice actress uh, from Attack of the Clones, Rena Owen. Nice. I love continuity. Is is back to portray Tanwi in this episode. So it was nice I, to see Tanwi. I love continuity. Lama Sue chastises Nalase for her personal interest in Omega. This seemingly explains that Nalase helping them escape was in fact purely Nalase. Gotcha. Is not on orders of Lama Sue. Right. Who clearly knows about it and is pissed. Clearly not pissed enough about it to fire her, but pissed enough about it to send Tanwi to the rendezvous instead. And then he says, when you get her, confine her to the sublevels, extract the DNA, and then kill her. Right. And I said, kill Omega in my notes. Um. No, don't kill Omega. She must no. be protected at all costs. Yeah, no, I, I found that very interesting. So at by this point now, we were like, you know, we were pretty we knew that we, they wanted her for something. We really weren't sure what it was, but by now, now we know they just need her. And they will explicitly material. state later in the episode right. why they're almost there, but yeah, genetic material. Right, but I. In fact, but that is literally two scenes later. They're going to explain what right. it is, but the next scene, uh, Togo like comes over and he starts fixing himself right in front of the cell as opposed to literally anywhere else on the ship. Yeah, like the cockpit. I mean, like, like why are you here? Maybe Cad Bane kicked him out, but like surely across the room even would be better than right in front of the prisoner because she does the obvious thing is like, I can fix your leg yeah, thing. Let me help you. Let me help you. Where am I gonna I go? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna go anywhere. Right, we're on a spaceship. I can't go anywhere. I'm still a prisoner, regardless. <laughs> Doesn't work for this scene. Obviously, the minute she says it, we're like, she's gonna convince him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. And then we get to the revelation. So yeah. they're talking about Omega in the ship. The Bad Batch is, and Tech comes out and says. I did more analysis of her DNA. It turns out Omega is a direct generation one clone of Django Fett. Gotcha. Just, I guess, gender swapped. Right. So I guess when she describes herself as enhanced, that may not be 100% accurate, but it turns out she is a she is the last source besides Boba. Right. Who apparently was codenamed Alpha. Which is amazing, by the way. When he was being grown, which that makes sense. Because Django demanded the first clone unaltered, it would make sense. If the Alpha was the first one. The Alpha was the first one. Right. And Omega was... The backup. The backup. Yeah. Just in case. I wonder, though, if they purposefully made Omega a girl for the sheer fact of in case we need a different type of DNA. You know what I mean? Just like maybe the DNA is just different enough to where we it's, need both. It's also possible. And I just thought of this. Mm -hmm. It's also possible. Django did not know that Omega existed. That's true. Cause he only they asked for might, one. They might have told Django that she was a clone of someone else. 
or she had some other reason for being there and or he didn't even know she was there right she was made female to hide that fact that she was a clone of Django. more more information is needed on this or if you think about it they knew right like going forward that Django is the original source of the material so and he's not a great dude um, he's a know, bounty he's, hunter. He's kind of questionable. So it's like, ooh, he's probably going to die soon. Like within the next five years. We probably don't know when, but you know, he's he lives a risky lifestyle. So we need to have a backup plan so we can continue our genetic DNA. They said, sure, we'll give you Alpha or Boba. We'll give you the clone that you want. And then they just kept one for themselves as the genetic backup forever. So they could always like it- have it. There was a situation where they would have wanted to keep Boba around just for the genetic material. Because theoretically, you're going to want to just keep an un... Altered. You just keep cloning the same... Right. Same person over and over again. You could technically have an unlimited if you unaltered them. But they did when they made Omega Girl. Mm -hmm. So this also not only are obviously everybody's a clone right but not only are they clones but i would assume it's alpha and omega so maybe they're twins so it's funny because i had two thoughts immediately after yeah seeing this revelation uh the first thought was boba fett is literally a bounty hunter why don't you just hire him the same way you hired Django? Right. Well, he was a kid at the time, and then he left. Well, he's also quote unquote missing, so like right, maybe right. they didn't know what happened enough. to him. Maybe he hasn't made enough of a name for himself by now as a bounty hunter. That's true. That they know who he is, but like, also, I don't know why they couldn't like have Cad Bane. Wait a minute. If he's unaltered, him. he's a. How old is he? He's by this point. That doesn't really add up, right? Because he's, he's not like. A, oh geez i think he was like he was a teen by the end he was a teen by the end of the clone wars so i think he's 15 16 so omega's younger than him well no because he might be actually he might be closer to 14 or so and she might be 13 or 14 years old okay so he wasn't a teen teen then he was still a younger he was a younger like he was like even after he was eight or nine when the clone wars started yeah he might be only like 13 years old 12 13 at this point he was just a bad seed. That's why he was so, you know, uh, angry, angry all the time. Um, <laughs> I mean, or or he was trained by a bounty hunter. That's true. And that's so, his response to things. That was my first thought is why right. don't they just hire Boba Fett? Well, but that's I what I'm saying. they so, don't know he exists. He does, they don't know he's around anymore. Yeah. Or they just, maybe they just, because when he, no, because the last time they ever see him is when he leaves with Django. On, Correct camino so they that was their original dna just flying away but they knew that makes me wonder how do you go about hiring a bounty hunter like clearly they had enough knowledge of the underworld to hire cad bane but surely those same registries or contacts would know who boba fett was yeah i i maybe they you know maybe his google uh listing wasn't like up yet and yeah maybe maybe it was down you know well, I guess that I'm was getting, my first thought. Well, I guess my what I'm getting second, at is that Boba is not old enough to be right. a quote unquote bounty hunter yet, yet at this point in time. So nobody cares or knows about him until he's an adult. And that's not for many more years after this. So 
my second thought was, so you have a twin sister. Your feelings have now betrayed her too. <laughs> I, well, I hope they're twins only for the sheer fact twins. that. The what? They're kind of twins. She might be a little bit younger than him. Well, I'm just hoping that they're the same age is my point because this leads into my book of Boba theory that Omega is a very important part of book of Boba. You know, I, it seems like my force sensitive theory is getting well and truly dashed, <laughs> uh, yeah. but your book of Boba theory might it's be starting accurate. to get stronger. It's getting more starting accurate. To get stronger. It's, oh. it's getting there. I mean, at least the sheer fact that they called him alpha. That was the only thing that I was like, if, Oh shit. If she shows up in Book of Boba, you are literally never going to let me live this down. Oh, I if she shows up in Book of Boba, I'm probably going to cry because I'll be like, Smug this will be the first time that they, aside from Ahsoka, that they have truly taken somebody from the animated directly, brand new from the animated, and then immediately went to live action right after. Like, this will be the first time that ever happened. So, so again, we're going to blow through some of these scenes because yeah. others have really meaty portions. Omega, obviously, Togo releases Omega. It's incredibly obvious what she's doing. Yeah. She fixes his leg, which is nice. It's a save the cat moment, I guess. And Yeah, literally. His, which, it's, it's Bane Cat's cat, basically. So. Which I have some opinions <laughs> on the concept of save the cat, but we will save those for a... <laughs> we will save those for uh, some content registered trademark that I'm working on. Gotcha. She betrays him, obviously, curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. And they land on, now I know they say it's Boravio in the episode. Mm -hmm. My first thought was, is that Bespin? I swear I thought this was Bespin too. I was like, they is literally this just like a weird, yeah. Boravio in the episode before this. And I still thought, oh, it's Bespin. I was like, it's, we're in the cloud fucking not. city. I even checked to make sure, like I went to Wikipedia. You're like, it's not the same check planet. what sector it is. <laughs> it's like, is it, I'm not gonna make the Seleucami mistake again, where I don't check the sector to see if it's a planet we know. Uh, Omega finds the comm, she escapes, she's running through the hallway, she manages to contact Hunter, uh, enough to talk to them, but the signal is very weak. Um, Cad Bane catches her. He says the line by hook or by crook. I looked up whether this was a reference to a specific Western. Yeah. Couldn't find it. It's apparently, it's a common phrase. It means by anything, by any means necessary. I figured. Couldn't find if it was a specific uh, Western reference, but I also didn't have long to research it. Right. Uh, if you know whether or not it's a specific reference to a Clint Eastwood or otherwise Western movie, Call our hotline. At Let us know. <laughs> Comment on the tweet or the Instagram page or um, scream it at me in the street. Call 1 yeah. 800 Tanwi is dead. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because that is the next note I have of oh no, Tanwi. That was so sad. I was like, that really? Was. I was like, Dave Filoni, you fucker. I loved her in Attack of the Clones. She's so I nice know. and she radiates like elegance and i just and like she's her dead. sparkly eyes she's i like dead. how their eyes are so like 
so they look like galaxies in their eyes like they're all like sparkly like no joke when i was a kid i loved the kaminoans yeah because it was it's very it was very like og alien like very original kind of aliens like and we'll get to that in a minute that there's even more og alien here right 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 but that's kind of like what they're not what they're based on, but you know what I mean? Like they're it's that the same kind of, aesthetic. They've yeah. got that ethereal kind of sterile white. Right. It's like walking into like heaven essentially. And you've got these angelic beings mm-hmm. that radiate poise and grace. And I just love that they have like hooves for feet. Like they're like very like, uh, I mean, maybe they're not like actual horse feet but you know what i mean like they're they, just a, they walk they're like a fun they're design horse. yeah <laughs> so tonwe is dead Finnick shan killed her uh Very rest in peace uh tonwe <laughs> tonwe uh, is here or not here Finnick shand is here there's a brief standoff mm-hmm. between fanic and Finnick and cad bane togo runs up and tries to grab the credits a firefight ensues at which point Cad Bane tosses a grenade, Finnick kicks it into Togo, blasts him out, and loses the credits. I literally wrote down, damn, when she kicked that bomb. It was probably the coolest choreography I've ever seen. Like, I, I don't know why. It just like, it was. Her choreography cool. in this is just. Yeah. The way she fights, and because you know, you just know Ming Na Wen can do that in real life. Exactly. And that's what I kind of like about it. It's so accurate i get it's so weird to think about but it's like because obviously the live action came before the cartoon character and because it's just it's basically just ming na anyway you know even though she's a lot of a lot of times these animated fight scenes like you can't imagine them doing it outside of this medium with her fights in this episode i didn't check but i'm like 99 percent sure she probably consulted and maybe even did some motion reference. I was I was thinking that. I was thinking for this episode at least, they may have put her in some kind of suit and just recorded her doing a couple different, you know, moves or something. And then they copied it. And then they were like, let's just throw this on the animation. I later. love I love that Cad Bane loses his credits by being greedy and mm-hmm. by being an idiot and tossing the bomb. Very kind of hoist by his own petard sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, they fight. Omega runs away. In the infamous words of George Lucas's Revenge of the Sith script, they fight. <laughs> they fight. But so it's a re- good fight scene. It's a good fight scene. want to clarify that we're trying to make sure this episode is not two Three and hours. a half hours right. yeah, long, yeah, yeah. so we're not going to stop and talk about every time they fight. When she it's lifts good. her right arm and punches him in the left cheek. and when There are some <laughs> movements that she specifically <laughs> does later on in the fight that I love. Yeah. But we're not going to stop and talk about them. Okay. Uh, Omega runs into a room with a bunch of old clone pods. Yes. So they're old. They've kind of... Withered away. Molded over. You get kind of the old... If something's been in a lake for a long time or something like... If you leave a glass of water out for a week, what's going to grow in it? Right. It's very cool. It's very... The Snoke pods from Rise of Skywalker. Mm Mm-hmm. Or I had actually noted reminded me a bit of, at least in their design, that cylindrical shape reminded me of, and I guess the ones in Camino do this too, but this one was a little more blatant. The pods 
on the image of the clone emperor from Star Wars Legends. There's an image where there's a bunch of them in these circular pods and he's like burst out of one of them and he's naked and he has a lightsaber. It's from one of these like dark empire things. Oh, it's dark. All right. It, they're not the same color, but like that's immediately what I thought was hmm. the pods they grew. Gotcha. The clone emperor in. Did you have any notes on the pods, Bradley? Um, I was just getting like I I thought for maybe a second because Omega kind of wipes her hand on one or kind of looks at her reflection in one, and it was kind yeah. of like, a, is that like I I didn't think it was Snoke, but the idea was there that like no. oh it's like some kind of gangly looking alien thing. What, and I didn't catch this until my second viewing, but when she wipes the pot up and looks inside, because I knew the conversation with Hunter was coming later. Yeah. So like, she's worried about being an experiment. Right. So the framing of her like inside the pod, Mm. looking worried is meant to invoke her fear of being being an experiment in one of these pods, like one of the abandoned experiments of the Kaminoans. Gotcha. I, and I was thinking too that maybe this might have been a Kaminoan. It was. Um, uh, oh, they okay. specifically say earlier in the episode, go to our old research facility. So it's a research facility that they abandoned. Right. But they just left the pods there. Like they weren't even worth taking them. Got it. Because like I think I read somewhere that they they've like altered themselves like over the generations to be kind of these perfect beings almost. So maybe this was like a early gen one Kaminoan. We see when they drop down on, on Finnick later in the episode, we get a good look at one. They look a lot like a cross between the Kaminoans and the OG aliens. Got it. So yeah, Fennec shows up. Fennec shows up. Well, Omega gets a signal out to the Bad Batch. Fennec shows up. Mm-hmm. She tries to get Omega to come with her. I told you that she's not a bad guy. <laughs> I don't know if I said this earlier, but this is the point where I wrote down, Fennec just wants to, quote unquote, help Omega. She actually does technically want to help her. Genuinely does want to help her, yes. And inadvertently does end up helping her right. throughout the episode. But Omega doesn't trust her because of Pantora. Right. Drops a clone pot on her. I wrote down gross in my notes. Yeah, I know. I thought I even I actually kind of felt like it maybe it was just in my mind, but I felt like I heard Fennec say like in my mind, like, ew. <laughs> so yeah, I yeah, thought I, I thought I heard her go like ew. <laughs> I think you might have misheard that. I'm yeah. sure maybe I didn't this see is my own personal. I mean it was gross. Yeah. Omega runs out and she gets the idea to do the flight pods. This is my one criticism of the script for this episode. I wish they had established the flight pods or earlier in the series. I wish they would have established that flight pods were a thing because they seem to kind of come out of nowhere. Gotcha. Uh, I have written down in my notes, firefight ensues. What kind of fire? We're getting to that. (laughs) Uh, Omega escapes as Cad Bane and Fennec are fighting again. She's pursued by Togo, who she like leaps on top of him and like rides him down. Yeah. Which is hilarious. I thought that was funny because he like, I feel like he does things like he doesn't expect certain things to happen. He thinks he's like, oh, I can stop her easily. And then it's just like, no, you can't. No. 
Togo's just enough of a threat that he is he is a threat you know whenever he shows up in the scene it's not going to be like oh never mind right but at the same time he is much more amusing like I probably would have enjoyed him a lot if I was a kid oh I still enjoy I agree I I thought he was so cute because I totally forgot about him until last week so that's why I was like oh he's great I want him all the time now I want him to just join the Bad Batch I would have a toy that probably wasn't Togo, but I would have picked like, I had a toy of the um, assassin droid from Attack of the Clones. So I probably would have replicated this with action figures when I was a kid. It's a very kind of cute scene, but I know that you are waiting for me to talk about the next one. Uh, I know you. I don't know what you're talking about. Is there like some kind of flame device used in this next scene of fighting like i don't understand there uh there is the return of something for the second week in a row (laughs) dave of my arch enemy my nemesis the flamethrower and and this is getting out of hand because now there are two of them. He has dual flamethrowers. He has dual <laughs> flamethrowers. I didn't check Clone Wars to see if he'd ever used them before. Yeah. But the minute he pulled out the flamethrower on her, I went, oh my God. Oh my God, this bullshit again. And then he pulls out the second one. Yes. And I'm like. To his defense. Worst Star Wars, worst Star Wars property. Worst one, hands down, <laughs> has eclipsed. The Force Unleashed as my most hated thing. The Bad Batch sucks now. Disney, Star Wars is no longer canon. Um, <laughs> fuck all this. Um, I was going to say, in his defense, though, two is better than one. So I like the fact that he has the two. Like, I think it looks cooler, but that's just me. But I don't know how he's making them work. Because Boba when he, and Mando, when they do it, they have to press a button on their wrist and it comes out. When he does it, somehow, like, what is he, like, click his heels together and then the things come, like, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make sense. Where is he, first of all, where is he storing this? Yeah, where's the fuel? At all. (laughs) Yeah, like, where's the fuel? Second of all, yeah, how is he activating it? Yeah. I don't know if we saw this in the episode. Maybe I'll have to watch it again. Maybe there's, like, a little thing. He probably pressed two buttons at the same time and he was just like, beep. And then, like, they both came out. I don't know. Although I do need you to own up to whether or not uh, two is better than one is listed on your grinder profile. Two is better than one. No, I think I deleted that <laughs> as one of my tags. Ah, uh-huh. so after the return of my arch enemy, the flamethrower, which is useless yes, by the way, not only is useless but allows Finnick the chance to move to a tactical difference. So it is a net loss. Yes, because now for- she's yeah. Fennec, or net, net loss for Cad because she's able to move out of the way. He's not having a very good day. No, he is really not. Um, she tosses like bolas at him, ties him up, and he goes over the edge. I briefly thought, ah, yes, here comes the Disney villain death. Uh, but then his, his R2-D2 boots come out to play. And I'm like, ah, yes, this is not the end of Cad Bane. Yeah, because I didn't know he had those. Um, I didn't remember he even had them until like i said i watched that clip randomly today after i watched the episode of him fighting with obi-wan kenobi and he had them in that episode and i was like oh he's always had r2d2 boots like he can always has flying boots so i was like well of course he can be flung off the side of a building and he'll yeah he'll be fine he'll be fine he'll be fine 
So he survives. The Bad Batch successfully tracks Omega's pod down as it's about to be um, destroyed. Destroyed into the abyss of clouds. Like I was, I'm, I was confused about. Like, I think where it's that a was gas going. giant. Oh, okay. So I, I think it's, I it's like Bespin, where it's a gas giant. Right. And she, if she'd gotten too low, it would have sucked. The pod would have been crushed. Got it. Okay. Under the pressure. Um, that is my understanding of how physics work. I, that I am right. gay, so don't hold me to that. I also remember seeing a frankly traumatizing thing on the History Channel once of they were like, What happened to show- Jupiter? <laughs> yes, it was that exact thing. And it was, they showed this lovely image of a plane flying through with all the passengers. And then they did this like fucking extended sequence of the plane being destroyed and everyone dying. Yikes. It was like horrifying. So, anyway. They tell Omega who she is uh, and why the Kaminoans want her. I appreciated they did not keep this a secret. Yeah, because you know that that was coming. Like I was, I was yeah. expecting them to be like, oh, we got to keep this a secret for three or four episodes until it inevitably comes out and then Omega once doesn't again, trust us anymore and then there's a sad day. <laughs> once again, Dave has no time for this. Uh, he's not going to drag the things out and Thank they're going to get resolved when it's appropriate to get them resolved. Bane systems were sabotaged by Fennec Shan, so now he's briefly trapped on this planet. Dane Farrick. Stop trying to make Dank Farrick happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. I was almost half expecting one of them to say that. <laughs> just to canonize it even more, like, just to be like, oh, they've always said it. And we find out that Fennec Shand was hired by Nala Say. Yes. I, I checked. What did you say? This episode. Here's what we said in our previous episode. Okay. We said that I had said, I think that we're, it's either Lamasu or Nalase. Right. So I was partially right. So I had said one or the other. I was partially right. It was a Kaminoan, and I did say Nalase as a potential option. Kind of drifted toward Nalase. Right. Credit where credit is due. You are actually the one that said, I will bet. And this is my theory, you said, that Nala Say is like a third party. That she's specifically hired Fennec Shand, not for the Empire, not for the Kaminoans, but as a third party. Hmm. So you were, I was mostly right. You were 100% on the money. I'm, I'm pretty proud of myself for that. That's pretty good. Yep. You, you absolutely nailed it. You, you know what? 100% nailed I'm, I'm actually uh, surprised that we were able to get that close to a guess because we didn't know anything about the Cad Bane twist. So we were under the illusion or the impression that any quote unquote bounty hunter that was hired, i.e. Fennec Shan, because that's the only one we knew anything that was going to be in the series about. We were like, oh, obviously the Kaminoans hired her. But clearly the twist was that she was not hired by the Kaminoans at all. She was hired by Nalase. So, and I'm actually kind of glad they did that too because um, I like Fennec Shan and I I don't necessarily see her as a true like villain villain. I feel like they're setting her up to be this, not, I don't want to say anti-hero because that doesn't, I don't like that term because especially when they now she's, like with Batman and stuff, a- like I hate that. She's a non-villain antagonist. 
yeah, she's just an antagonist in this show. She she's like might not be with the heroes, but she's not necessarily against them. She's not evil. Right. There's not yeah, that's that's a better frame. And actually, I really liked um we kind of skipped over this, but I liked how Cad Bane said to her, he said, um, he's like, You don't have the skill to take me on. Because she is supposed to be relatively new to the game. She, she's new to the game. She's new to the game. Right. And so she's still Turns trying to Turns out she does herself. have the skill to take him on. <laughs> well, she's trying to make a name for herself. But I like Fennec Shand. I think, again, they're setting up more character development for her now so that when we get to Book of Boba, if they start doing things with her, we're not going to feel cheated. Like, we're not going to feel like that's out of her character because we don't really know her character. We're, you know we're learning more about her character. The only thing we really knew about her in Mando season two was works with Boba Fett. Bad Batch, right. we're finally learning more about who she is. Right. Because they kind of like alluded to her. They were like, oh, she's like one of the most dangerous bounty hunters in the galaxy. Like, is kind of just what other people said. And that's just like her reputation. But that doesn't tell us anything about like, oh, clearly she's not trying to hurt Omega in any way like she is trying to actually help her even though she's going about it not necessarily in the like the nicest way but that's because she's being paid so <laughs> yeah I, and I'm definitely happy we were right that she's recurring yes I'm definitely happy we were right about her being not hired by the Empire I like that too because the reoccurring thing makes it feel less of a throwaway because Correct. I feel like if you put her in the trailer and you only show her one time, it's a throwaway. Like like I said before with um, Saul Guerrero, I don't necessarily think that's the last time we've seen him. Because why the fuck else would you randomly introduce him for no reason other? You know what I mean? Same with Cad Bane now. Like it's, there's no reason. They've why used him more here. than once. Right. Yeah. So I feel like these people, I I mean, I'll I'll maybe aside from like Tarkin, I would say all these other people are relatively important so that they might show up more than once. Some of them too, like I would have to know the specifics of the animation team and how they work. Some of them like Trace and Rafa, it feels like they were able to use the assets from the Clone Wars, but some of them like Saw and uh, Fennec Shand and them are being designed for the ground, particularly Saw who got a redesign they have been trying to reconcile his appearance with, in Clone Wars with Forrest Whitaker forever. For years. Like, they just, have been make trying, just make him Just make him trying to be the transition. <laughs> no, it was, it, was, it was good to have that question answered. I think yes. this may be the last time we see her in the series. Yeah. I hope not. I hope not, yeah. We will see. Well, if, if they are going with this storyline of, you know there's a there she's trying to do her own um you know nala say is doing her own kind of agenda with omega like she wants to keep her alive because she has an attachment to her for some reason um well she I, says lama sue as long as lama sue can't get his hands on her right she says that's enough for her right so i'm thinking that like it it may come up one more time with fennec i don't know i just feel like they're gonna have to do something with fennec in this show to be like okay, she's going to go away and do something over here to be like, okay, now her life is going to continue up until Mando. Rule of rule of threes, she may show up a third time. That's in comedy. This is not a comedy. <laughs> but no, is rule of three not just a comedy thing? But I think it is a comedy rule. 
But it, I guess theoretically you could translate it. Theoretically. Yeah. Well, I mean, three is such a nice number. That's true. People love three. People love things showing up in threes. I agree. I'd like we it. Get a, we get a final scene of Omega kind of walks through the ship. I thought it was funny that Tech was like asleep in a chair. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, I'm afraid that I'm going to be a like experiment at a tube. And Hunter's like, I promise we're not going back to Camino. And in my brain, I went, don't make promises you can't keep, Hunter. I literally wrote down, I wrote down, never going back to Camino. I doubt it. I, I, I explicitly think we are going to go back to Camino. I explicitly <laughs> think we will have to go back to Camino and that will be a source of conflict. And we will get the, you promised moment. Right. Oh, either that or I, I genuinely believe that this show is going to show us the end of the clone making process. Like they're going to show us that either the empire is going to wipe out the Kaminoans to be like, nope, you guys can't make clones anymore because we don't want that anymore. And then they're going to turn against them or something. Or somehow, some way, we're going to see just the end of their whole entire operation. Like they're it's well, going to blow up or something. Dr. Pershing in Mandalorian wears the Kaminoan emblem. Right. Like he's wearing a, a suit. So they're clearly some sort of version of them is still around. Well, maybe that's what I mean though. Maybe, uh, you know, Nala say somehow escapes at some point by the end of the show and starts her own little cloning facility somewhere or teaching people how to clone or something. I don't know, you know, something stupid, but like, that's why, I don't know. I don't I, think that some of these people are going to make it out alive. <laughs> I've stated before that I was glad that we keep going back to Camino because I think it's interesting to see their internal politics and how they're having to deal with the empire. So yeah. I, I suspect too, that we're almost certainly going to go back at some point. And then I also noted that this felt like a premiere episode for a new season. It's a mid season premiere. Yeah. They just oh, never for- did a break. Exactly. And so that's what I, when, cause last week we said that was like the mid season finale. This is the, mid-season premiere like it felt exactly the same like a part one and a part two like now we're on to part two and i feel like we're done with the whole the bad batch has to go to a planet and do this thing and then this thing happens i think now we are in the end game of the arc like it's going to be like the final steps of the next eight episodes if they're going to be the same 16 all throughout I think that this is going to be the final arc of just their story, like, you know, what they're going to do. So do you have any final thoughts on the episode, Bradley? Because I have a surprise for you after that. Okay. Well, my final thoughts are, um, yes, I love Fennec Shand. Glad Cad Bane is not dead yet. I hope he never dies. Yeah. I, I liked the episode probably, um, probably in my bottom tier for me like I like all the episodes yeah this one I wasn't super wild about interesting obviously I loved it uh but the Bad Batch was sidelined for most of it which is kind of why I liked this episode the most they were sidelined for most of it but (laughs) I also didn't feel like we got enough ingenuity from Omega to justify sidelining them Finnick oh, Shan does a lot of the work here. Right. She's fighting Cad Bane the whole time. So it's not really Omega doing anything. It's not really Omega necessarily outwitting. She does outwit both of them. I don't know. I 
I liked it, but I'm not going to say I loved it. Okay, that's fair. So before we go, uh, I, I, we had some technical difficulties and we had a break of about five minutes where we weren't recording. And in that five minutes, I went over to Twitter and they have revealed who is writing Patty Jenkins' Star Wars movie. Oh, break uh, Wait, is this breaking news? This is literally breaking as we are recording this. Okay, what is the uh, breaking news? I wanted, I wanted to mention Hollywood Reporter has reported, Lucasfilm has not commented. Okay. Hollywood Reporter has reported that Matthew Robinson, who co-wrote The Invention of Lying, is going to be the one writing the Patty Jenkins Star Wars movie. And I guess he also wrote love and monsters i know none of that so that all sounded like uh not basic to me at all <laughs> it it's all hatties to you that's all well, i thought it would be fun to mention at the end that some news broke literally while we were having technical difficulties on the show oh it says he did edge of tomorrow i would have known that one if you had said oh that, but why um, didn't any of these articles mention that it's i love that movie um I, you know what's so funny is i hate tom cruise for Scientology reasons, but I love Emily Blunt and I love Edge of Tomorrow. That's I, such a good movie. Such a good movie. It it's such underrated. Such a good movie. Underrated. Oh yeah, no. Uh, I'm glad you pointed that out because the articles that I was reading, one of them, both of them mentioned uh, Invention of Lying, and one of them mentioned uh, Love and Monsters. Got it. So well, to be fair, the only other one I know on here is Dora and the Lost City of Gold. TV uh, Nickelodeon movies. So yeah. let's just focus on Edge of Tomorrow for now. Okay, great. Yeah, let's focus on the one thing. Let's that focus like. on that one. <laughs> so that was our last bit of news to round out the episode. That okay. Well, that I was... literally saw this. I don't know if it broke during the recording of this episode, but I right. literally saw this while we were having tech difficulties. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's fun. She's doing a movie, right? Yeah, Patty Jenkins, the Rogue Squadron movie. Oh, uh, she's doing Rogue Squadron movie. Okay, cool. All right, well. Let's do, do our socials. socials. Yeah. Yep, you can follow us on Twitter at, at Gold Squad Gaze. I've been shouting out the different other queer podcasters that I've been listening to on the Twitter account. So go ahead and follow that to keep up with us and anybody else in our space. I try to signal boost as much as possible. You can follow our Instagram at, at Gold Squadron Gaze. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitch at CWRoger6. I play Star Wars games every Monday when these podcast episodes come out. Those are the socials that we have for now, but very soon we will be able to announce some others, so we're excited about that. Bradley, do the thing. And join us next week and every week for another episode of Gold Squadron Games. Yes, the Clone Emperor was a thing okay, before great. Rise of Skywalker. It was fucking stupid when Dark Empire did it too. Great. Loves it. <laughs>